Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us to the Brotherhood Podcast. As always, I'm Ryan Doritas, and with me is Pastor Scott. Hey, everybody. It's good to be with you. We want to thank everyone for joining us today. And just as a reminder, besides being on YouTube, we're also now on Apple and Spotify if you want to download or stream our podcast. It's there for you to have. And as always, please comment. We'd like to hear from you. Any thoughts that you have about the series or just questions about what we're going to be talking about today, we'd really appreciate hearing from you. Pastor Scott, happy President's Day. Hey, happy President's Presidente. Day. El Presidente. Yes. Yes. Got to throw that in there. That is <laughs> all 46 of them. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all important. They've all... All of them. I don't know all of them. No. I can't name them all, but I know they're important. They are. Yes. So are. it's kind of funny that we're talking about... We're going to be talking about the roles of um, a father today. Mm-hmm on president's day it's kind of a strange i was thinking about that on the way here to them like you know you know they say like they're the fathers of the nation and we're going to be talking about christian fatherhood today i think that's yeah. funny that we're just having it today so yeah um yeah i i, I think the fathers of the nation end with like like george washington's era mm-hmm. you know thomas jefferson george washington those guys um i don't know that we're still in that era well, no, I mean, they, it, it's funny because everyone saw them as, I guess, like they were like role models of like leadership and I guess manliness too, yeah. you know, and now from, from that, from that time to now, you're right. Like the, the idea of what manliness and leadership really has changed a lot. Mm. For instance, you know, we don't wear powdered wigs anymore. <laughs> kind of missed that part of the, the Is that manly? I guess so. We could do I that. mean, I think like the cooler your the bigger your powdered wig was like the the more manly the you more were. powerful maybe next episode we'll just wear powdered wigs and okay. see how it goes just we'll really big curly like powdered wigs the more the the more powder the more power yes. and we'll speak in old english too just to just to really sell it yeah uh, <laughs> so oh we're totally off track okay so so today um we were going to talk about what are the roles and the expectations of a Christian father? And, you know, this has always been, I think, a struggle for me because I didn't grow up in a home where I had a Christian father. So I, there was no role model mm-hmm. to kind of emulate, like, what I was supposed to do when I started to become a man. Yeah. And a lot of, I think, I think it's a lot of that with, with for people, like, when we we are who raised us basically yeah we are a product of the society and times that we grew up in mm-hmm. you know i mean i grew up in the 80s i mean if you if i if i could reflect on what fatherhood meant in the 80s i would probably revert to shows like punky brewster or you know going back to like 80s action movies where men were really manly juiced up Every guy had a giant machine gun, you know, and a bandana. You had to have a bandana if you were really manly. T-shirts with no sleeves. T-shirts with no sleeves, yeah. I mean, and that was like that machismo kind of like you had to be big and manly in order to be a real man. But like when I think about like fathers too, like I said, I, I think about those old TV shows like Family Matters and things like that, where the dad was just like this person who was always like, you go to the go-to for like guidance and was always caring. And then it's funny how even in TV that changed over time because the dad went from like your leave it to beaver kind of caring involved dad to like a dad who was more like uninvolved, more like a buddy, I would say, as you start getting into like some of the shows today. And now there's just shows out there that it's like the dad's not really even necessary anymore. He's just kind of there in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's funny how society took <clears throat> the concept of fatherhood just in media and television and completely altered it to where the man is just not even really like there anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to myself today, um, you know, how necessary are fathers today? Mm-hmm. Are people better off? when there is a father in the picture or when they have fatherless families. Mm. And it's scary when you look at 
like if you ever look at and I encourage anybody who's watching us today or listening just google fatherless families and look up the stats on it mm. it's it's very disheartening to see the you know all how everything basically goes downhill when you know a, when there's a fatherless family and I understand there's a lot of fatherless families out there but you know it just becomes very difficult for the family to just progress for the children to progress mm. when there's not a father and I said well there must be a reason for that you know God had fathers created for a reason mm. and the fact that there isn't fathers available you know in families and because there is a negative um, after effect from that that has to be considered I guess unnatural yeah. or else it wouldn't matter right but apparently it does matter mm. so pastor why, why do you think like fatherless like why do you think the father is such an important role, especially in Christian families. Why is that? Why, you know, when we look at like things like, like children's like achievements, um, you know, poverty, things like that. Why are all these linked to having fathers in the family? Why is the father important? Well, I, <clears throat> fatherhood is is about leadership, headship. Um, and again, this. Um, the idea of of leadership is not a a male female thing, but um, but when we when we look at God's word, God's word gives specific instructions for men and specific instructions for women, mm-hmm. and they're equally <laughs> important. They're not they're not um, uh, unilaterally the same, but they're equally important. Um, and I think two things: one. Um, we have to remember that um, we have an ever-present Father in God, mm-hmm. right? In fact, God's Word tells us He'll never leave us and He'll never forsake us. Um, and the, the presence of a Father in our lives is so important to God that He, that he um, solidifies that in life and says, I'm here and I'm not, I'm not wavering, I'm not moving. Um, but the, the idea of, of a father being absent is, is the absence of, of leadership. It's the absence of, of instruction. It's the absence of direction. And yes, mothers can do that. But, but we have to remember, again, we are, we are not just human beings. We have, we have a spirit. There's a spiritual side to us. And in the natural, we can accomplish things, but, but the truth of the matter is when we come down with, a, with understanding of faith, what it comes down to is that we can't make it without being right in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And being right in the spirit means that we, we get ourselves aligned with, in the right way and in the right things. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of men and I know a lot of women who've grown up without fathers. Um, but I can tell you 100% that, that every single one of them, especially when I was a youth pastor, were looking for that void to be filled because, because it's an absence of leadership. It's an absence of, of affection. It's an absence of, of, of understanding that there are, that there are two sides to the coin that God created. And when you're, when we understand that, that God made all of us equally as important, but but with separate separate instructions. Yeah. That um, we we cannot expect to fully accomplish what what a, a mom is supposed to accomplish if mom isn't there. Yeah. Dad can try, but he can't accomplish what mom needs to accomplish. He won't ever be mom, <clears throat> and the same is true for dad. Mm-hmm. Mom can try. And try to fill those voids, but she won't be able to fully, because because there's the absence of uh, of of that father. And so, I, I honestly I think the biggest thing is to remember that we we have this this need naturally, but that need naturally is met <clears throat> spiritually. It's met supernaturally. Yeah. And um, and uh, I just see. And again, I'm speaking from a from a spiritual standpoint or, you know, a standpoint of faith. Um, but just uh, honestly, in general, in, in, in the natural, it, it, 
there's such a gap of a fatherhood that it and it perpetuates itself oh yeah it perpetuates itself so um when you look at statistics um you know kids that are abandoned especially young men that are abandoned by their fathers are are bound to do that when they when they become fathers mm. they're 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 more <clears throat> likely to not be around more likely not to stick around or they're going to model what they see yeah and um even scripture tells us even in the uh, discipleship situation in, in church we don't have many fathers and what fatherhood is 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 leadership it's it's teaching it's nurturing um, development all of those things are important uh, roles that a father plays um, in in a in a child's life but also in a community's life right it's extremely important yeah it's funny you say that because you can always tell like just working around kids the kids that don't have the fathers in their lives they always gravitate yeah towards men like they're they they naturally just want to be and like you said there's that there's that hole they mm -hmm. have it's almost like the hole in their heart you know there's, right. there's a piece of them that's there's a piece that's missing in their life and they're trying to fill that mm -hmm. and sometimes they do that un, in unhealthy ways and i feel like that's why you see a lot of you know teens and and young adults getting into things like drugs and whatnot because they're trying to cover up the pain of not having that person in their life mm -hmm. that obviously they believe matters mm -hmm. you know um but i think like men have a, a weird sense of what fatherhood is because it, they always boil it down to things like like material things mm -hmm. and a lot of guys are just like well i'm a good dad because i provide you know i'm a provider you know or i'm a good dad because you know um you know maybe I, i'm always there for like the I discipline my children, you know, and they always boil it down to like those kinds of things, and it's it's so much more than that. And I th I like that's why the and when you look at like the biblical examples of fathers and things like that, you can see how <clears throat> the fathers that were good fathers and why they were good fathers and why the other fathers things didn't work out, and then you see their children, like you said, carry on their sin, you know, and they, you know, even when you look in Kings, you know. Every king was worse than the last king because their sons saw what they did and continued it over and over until you get to like Ahab, you know? Mm -hmm. So there must be a reason why they continued that line. It's because they were looking at that model mm -hmm. and they were emulating the behavior, mm -hmm. you know? But a lot of men just think that's, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm the breadwinner. Therefore, my, my job's done, you mm -hmm. know? And it's like, well, no, because if you were just looking in a material sense, Yes, you are providing the material, you know, your clothing, shelter, food for your kids, mm -hmm. but there's more to people than just those things. You know, like you said, there's there's the spiritual sense. What about mm -hmm. like love? You know, right. like you know, for for me, <clears throat> I had a father and a stepfather, mm -hmm. and they were polar opposites on how they raised me, but for the most part. Showing like the love and affection piece was never really mm -hmm. something because I guess that was not what a man really did, mm -hmm. you know. So of course, for a lot of time, I struggled with that as a dad because I just thought like, suck it up, yeah. walk, it, walk it off, <laughs> suck it up. What's yeah. that? You know, your eyes are bleeding. We'll get some tissues. You know, yeah. like, but but the the love part is clearly stated in the Bible. You know, mm -hmm. men can be loving. Men can have. I guess we got people are like oh well you know are those feminine qualities mm -hmm. you know it's weird how we've masculine like some sometimes you know masculinity you know is seen kind of like as a bad thing and femininity is kind of seen as a bad thing but you know there's attributes that we could adopt from both of those things that we should mm -hmm. you know i should show my my son how to be loving and compassionate towards others because that's how jesus was mm -hmm. and i guess that that boils down to the real the real heart of it is is that who are we modeling we should be modeling jesus you know mm -hmm. we shouldn't be modeling like rambo you mm -hmm. know we should be looking at who the who the archetype who the ultimate man was really in the bible and that's jesus mm -hmm. so i think that's hard sometimes for us because we we mix up our roles a lot as men in today like we're supposed to be a teacher but we try to be a pal mm -hmm. and i'm sorry but 
there's no way if your kid sees you as a friend that they will listen to you in that you know in that respect like you clearly can see the difference between how <clears throat> how a man how a young man looks at a teacher and how they look at their friend their friend is a buddy who they take you know suggestions from but your teacher is your instructor and you have to listen to them and you you know have respect not not so much your peers mm. and i think that's what's happening today is is that you know we have a lot of men who are trying to be permissive in how they're raising their kids because they feel that if I can get down on my kids level they're going to like me more. Yeah. And the fact is is that when you're buddies with somebody that's all you care about is if they like you, but if you're in a like you said like a spiritual leadership or a teaching capacity, you're going to have to say something to your kids that they're not going to like. Mm -hmm. But it's for their own good, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that is more biblical. Yeah. And I can't really think of any good situation where being permissive as a man or as a father, I should say, you're going to have good results because I feel like your your kids won't take you seriously then, mm -hmm. you know? So I think being a teacher more than a buddy, I think is more, is, is an important piece of it, of yeah. being a model, you yeah. know? <clears throat> well, and when you, when you look at fatherhood from a perspective a spiritual perspective, not not just a statistical perspective, but fatherhood from a from a spiritual or biblical perspective. Um, you mentioned it earlier about the <clears throat> about in kings about kings, right? Um, and you follow the, follow the trajectory of the father, and the the tradition, the Jewish tradition was the, the ladies were at home. They took care of the domestic things. They could, took care of the homestead. And let me just say, they, you know, uh, the, the Bible talks about a, a man being a protector. It talks about um, the, the strength of a man and, and how, how women are, are weaker. But, they, but that's just physiologically, mm -hmm. right? And, and I'll be honest with you, I know some women probably can slap me down in a moment, you know? <laughs> so not every woman is weaker than a man, right? But, but the idea is, the idea is, is, is standing alongside and helping, right? As man was created, he was created to have dominion over the earth, right? To, to rule over it and to, to, to be in charge, to steward over it. Woman was created as a helper. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you accomplish what God has called you to do. And it doesn't mean that, that women aren't called to do things they, they are. But like I said earlier, we're, we're tasked for two different things. And on, on a lot of levels, I would say we can't accomplish anything without, uh, without the, the support, right? Yeah. Especially in a family, <laughs> the support of, of your wife or... You know, you're always better with with um, someone that, in their heart, is there is there to stand with you. Yeah. Um, and it's vice versa. But getting to getting to the the core of what I'm trying to say is that that in Jewish tradition, men were the ones that went to synagogue. They were the ones that 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 went in and would learn. You know, even with Jesus, you see Jesus is memorizing the 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 Torah and he's you know young young men had to memorize scripture and then they would go to the temple and basically when when they would present be presented at the temple it was to say hey I have accomplished what I need to accomplish by this time mm -hmm. and I can recite word for word what um, what the the um, the Torah says right and I'm I'm not only accomplishing that, but, but now I become a spiritual leader in my community. I become a spiritual leader in my home. Um, and you see that modeled throughout scripture. Mm -hmm. um, and the issues in Israel, if you really think about it, the rise and fall, right, is when, when men were following the heart of God, Israel prospered. When men's hearts were absent from the presence of God, 
Israel faltered. Yeah. So they <clears throat> prosper and falter on the, the rise and fall of spiritual leadership of men, mm-hmm. right? And, and again, it's not to say that there aren't, there aren't women present in doing that, but, but there's just something about the presence of a father in so many things and not, not frustrating your children, making them angry like they can't please you. Yeah. Right. But but being in a place where you, you you teach them and allow them to please you even while they're learning. Yeah. You know, I, I appreciate your progress. Right. But because God's word says don't frustrate them or exacerbate them to anger, but train them up. Yeah. Right. In the ways of the Lord. And don't the, the expectations of a father, the blessings of a father. All of those things carry so much weight um, spiritually that now you can see even in, in churches today where the absence of fathers means for many the absence of spiritual leadership yeah. in, in their home. And it's not to say that they won't find it, but when you have a, when you have a family where dad comes to church, the, the, the chances of the whole family coming to church are are so much greater than just yeah. one parent or no parent. That's right. In and, fact, they uh, did a study about that. They said that even if the mom, the mother brought the kids to church, the attendance for the father bringing, the father only bringing the kids to church was actually higher. Yeah. Because it's hard, like, mom, like you of said. Of continuing in Continuing, faith, yeah. yeah. Because it's, I mean, like you said, like, it's, like, I know, like, my boys look at me all the time and they're like, they always look at me like when there's like decision time, like what's dad going to say, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's just a natural thing. I think boys look to their fathers just like girls look to their mothers, you know? Yeah. That's like a natural thing. You yeah. Know? But what you yeah. said before really um, kind of hit me because when you were talking about men being like strict, nothing, that, that probably hit me the most when I started to get into uh, like soccer and just watching parents with their kids on the field. And I was like, you know, you see, you see some parents and they're just like, whatever, let them play. And then you see like the other fathers who are just so gung-ho with their kids being like the perfect player. And I look at that and I'm like, you know, sometimes what I think gets wrapped up, the, the, like I said, another role that fathers take on that I just don't really agree with is that they feel that they have to control every little piece of what their kid does to the point where they want them to be perfect. Right. Because it's not really about them succeeding. It's about them. It's about the father looking good. Basically the father wants to be able to say, that's my boy out there doing that, you know? So they link their success to their kid's success. Right. But what happens is you end up being overly strict Mm -hmm. in the process. And sometimes they take this, they could take the stance. Well, I'm just trying to be a disciplinarian. Yeah. It's like, no, I mean, like you said, the Bible clearly says about being gentle in your instruction. And you, like I said, you have to look at your motives for why you're doing that to your kid, why you're being so hard, so strict. You know, you want your kids obviously to succeed, but mm. not at the expense of, I think, your relationship with them. Mm. Because I remember a doctor told this to me a long time ago, like, your kid will respect you if they like you. You know, if you're not loving to your kid, why would they listen to you? Mm. They have no reason to, besides fear. Mm. And I don't think we want to make establish our our families and our role as father as like this, you know, this this person that's delving out punishment. I have to keep dad happy, or bad things will happen. You know, mm. I think, you know, you get more mileage out of the other end of the <laughs> spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that I, I, that scripture that I that I mentioned earlier about fathers don't don't frustrate your children to wrath, yeah. But raise them in the the ways of the Lord is symbolic of how God treats us. Mm-hmm. You know, God is not God is not a father. He's not a dad that is angry at us. He's a dad that loves us. Mm-hmm. He's a dad that cares so deeply that he's, he's willing to, to lead and, and direct to, to um, correct us, 
right? Not, not because he's mean and he's like, oh, I can't wait to correct you and smack you down, right? He's, he's doing that because the ultimate goal is, is to have us live a full life. Yeah. Or his ultimate goal is being in relationship with us and ultimately for eternity, right? He, he, he wants the affection that he gives his children to be given back to, to the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and that flow of affection is, um, is huge. And when you, when you really look at it from, from a place of, you know, how does dad, how does, how does dad react, right? How does, how does my father react? It's so important on a spiritual level. I think we, we get stuck in the natural, Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to make explanations in the natural. But we have to remember, God created, God created us, right? He created everything. In fact, in Royal Rangers, this is what we're talking about. We're, we're trying to memorize scripture, and we started in Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, and in creating the heavens and the earth and separating land from sky and, and the water and you know, then he puts fish in the water, he puts animals on land, and he puts birds in the air because he wants those spaces occupied with his creation, right? But then he puts man in the middle of it to have authority over um, uh, and stewardship over all of those things. But he does that because God wants to occupy man. He wants... He wants everything he created to be occupied, mm-hmm. right? And we, we serve that as well. He tells Adam and Eve to, to go and be fruitful, right? And multiply, like make a bunch of you, mm-hmm. right? I've given you that. I'm making the two of you. Now, now you go and you mirror what, what I've done for you and you bring more life into it. But it's, it's because he wants to occupy his creation. And... The idea of him, of him being present in us, but us being present in him is, is the mirror or, or the image of fatherhood. Yeah. I, I, want, I want my children to enjoy blessing from, from me, but at the same time, I want to be a part of them. And, and it's so important that, that we... Uh, that we, that fathers understand, I'm training up my child. I'm, I'm, they're a part of me, right? But I'm also a part of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a 20 year old, going to be 21 in a couple of weeks, and I've um, really poured into my kids, like trying to teach them right things. And sometimes teaching them right things is not easy. Not easy. Right? No. And, you know, when I was a kid, my dad would be like, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And to that, I would say, you're a liar. <laughs> There's no possible way. Because I'm already hurting. Yes, yes. Like, like, there were times I'm like, mind over matter. I'm like, you know, I heard if you bite down on a stick, you don't feel them cut you open to get the bullet. So when it's time to get punished, like put a blanket, you know, gnaw on a blanket and mind over matter. I don't know what's happening on the South end because I'm concentrating. I have that image of my head now. (laughs) Never going to get it out. Yeah. So, you know, there were those times, but at the same time, my, my dad would, would, he would say these things. It's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And I didn't believe that. Um, um, and, and my dad would always say that he would do what he needed to do. Um, my mom did that sometimes, but very rarely. Um, but then at the end of it, he would always grab me and tell me how much he loved me. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't ever leave punishment um, as punishment. He, he made it correction. Yeah. And then he restored it. Right. And the the. Um, the idea of it hurting worse, I didn't understand until I became a dad, and I had to do that. Um, but there's no greater moment than when you realize all of that effort and all of those training moments and teaching moments, and you know. And and I'll say there were times I frustrated my 
I've frustrated my kids to anger, you know, but I've always tried to make it right, right? Because we're, we're human and you've had that, you know, I've had that. I'm sure these guys that are watching have had that. Um, but, but in the end, then watching your kids walk in your, in your training and teaching, mm-hmm. right? They're in me. They're important to me. And they'll always be my kids, right? But as I launch them out, I'm always in them, mm-hmm. right? And so this, this past weekend, I sat with my daughter in a car dealership. And because of the things that, that I didn't think she was listening to, but she was paying attention to, and how to take care of finances and how to save money and how to you know, do this and do that. She walked in, um, had her own conversation. Dad helped a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but she walked out with her, with her first car, right? And so that she bought, not mm-hmm. her first car she's ever had, but the one that she, she bought for herself. Yeah. Um, but it was after she sat down and said, Dad, here's my plan. This is what I'm doing, and this is the money I have saved, and this is where I'm headed, and this is why I'm doing this. And I couldn't argue with that because I heard me yeah. in her conversation. Right. And I couldn't be like, no, nah, that's not a good plan because, because somewhere down the road, Dad deposited that in her heart. Yeah. And um, so we have to remember, again, we're created in a very specific order, very purposeful um, in, in placement. Um, and when, when fathers are absent, it is a spiritual void that affects the natural in such a profound way, yet, yet we don't pay attention to the spiritual. Yeah. We only pay attention to the natural. If, if, if the natural is affected so much, imagine what would happen if we could change it in the spirit, what, what could be affected, mm-hmm. you know? We do spiritual warfare because we feel like, you know, there may be there there are principalities and powers in the air that are in operation, and so we pray against those things. Imagine if we would step up, if men would step up and be fathers, yeah, be be present. What could shift in the spirit that would change the natural? Yeah, um, it's interesting to think about that. Yeah, and it's it, it's just powerful. We are a mirror of God. We're made in his image, right? Think about that. And so I'm not trying to take it to such high lofty, like theological thinking, you know? Mm. Yes, <laughs> but, but we have to think that way. Like I'm, I'm not just made in his image, I'm made to occupy his creation. And he wants to occupy me while I occupy and rule over or steward over yeah. His creation—it's such an important connection. See, and when you frame it in that in that way, though, the responsibility shifts. Yeah, because then the compass that you're leading your family isn't dependent on what you think is right. Right. It's what God thinks is right, and I think that's what a lot of people confuse. They they try to fathers try to raise their children, try to lead their family based on what they think is right, not what they know. Right. See, there's a difference. I mean, I could think like that, for example, how I discipline my children is right because that's the way my father disciplined me, but that, doesn't, that does not make it so. That does not make it right. So I think what we have to do is, and, and that's why it's important, you know, when we start getting our minds kind of changed, when we start focusing on Scripture and we start seeing what God's expectations and what God is as the role model of what father should be, it changes that perspective and then we kind of throw out the old rules and we adopt the new rules. Now I'm not saying that there is there's that element that that change is going to be easy. It, it's 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 hard to unlearn you know whenever you became you might have not become a father until you're maybe in your 20s. So try unlearning 20 some years of learning certain principles or certain levels of morality yeah. and then change that with the, the principles and the ethics that are in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna, it's, there's, there's gonna be a learning curve. Yeah. But, like, just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not right, you yeah. know? Everything that's easy, you know, is generally not morally right to do. But, yeah. but it's, it's interesting to look at that because that's, I think that's basically what you're saying though. Fathers have to reorient what they see as the right way of being a father based on what the mm-hmm. godly father. And we will see that 
I, I can't wait. My, my wife, I mean, our kids are young, but she talks about being a grandmother. <laughs> you know, can't you wait until you're giving horsey rides to your kids? I'm like, I hope my back is still like, in decent shape when that happens. <laughs> you know, if not, I said, I said, don't worry, honey. By then, there'll be robots, and we'll just tell the robots to take the kids out. And, you know, <laughs> they'll be like, oh, I'll have a bionic back or something. But that will be the real moment for me yeah. is to see if my kids take up that fatherhood role and then emulate that and show their kids. And then I think it's really going to hit me then, mm-hmm. you know, because it hits me some days with my kids. Like every night I see glimmers of like me, like what I've taught them kind of popping out here and there. But when I see like a little Doritos, Doritos the third or whatever, you know, <laughs> popping up and, and start doing some of those things. I think it's really going to hit me because that's like, you know, we always, me and my wife always used to say, you know, we're trying to break the curse in mm-hmm. our family because we're the first you know, people in our family that became saved and had like a, you know, a Christian family. Sure. So we're rewriting the rules for our family. And That's we're awesome. starting a new, I guess you'd call it a legacy, dynasty, yeah. or whatever. We're starting, we're trying to start things off on the right foot. Yeah. So we want our sons to lead the, the charge, so to speak. Sure. And that's important for us, but I don't think it's really going to hit me until that happens. But what you said just that just clicked in my head when you said that. I was like, "Wow!" Like I can't believe that that's going to be like, you know, that's the expectation now mm-hmm. for for fathers. You yeah. know, that's that's what we're supposed to be doing now. Yeah. But it takes it up a level. Yeah, it takes it up a level. And when you really really dig into scripture, and I know we're we're just talking, you know, um, when you look at um, when you look at fatherhood, there's a lot of, there's a lot of references to fatherhood, right? And, um, the, one of the most beautiful pictures is Jesus when he's, when he's saying, Hey, let the kids come to me. Yeah. Right. Let them come to me. And he's, he's showing this image of not just, not just training, not just, you know, because I think it's easy to um, to get in this mode of thinking, man, I got to I got to make sure these kids are straight when they, you know, or, or you know, I, that that word means something different now. You know what I mean? The, right. The, the, I got to make sure that these kids are are educated and they they're wise and they know what to do and how to do it. And we can get caught up in training up the child that we forget to just let them come and be in our presence. You know, whether it's sitting in our, in our lap, right. Hugging our kids. Like my, my, my kids. And I would venture to say your kids or, you know, um, anybody, any dad that just wants them to know, man, I'm not just here to provide. I'm not just here to, um, make, make sure you have what you need. I I want you to know, I love you. Mm -hmm. Right. But my kids, either before they go to school or before they go to bed at some point during the day they're going to hear dad say i love you mm-hmm. they're going to get a hug they they might get a kiss on the forehead you know um you know i'm proud of you whatever i don't want my kids to go through a day or my wife for that matter without knowing and hearing from me the affection that's in my heart yeah and when jesus said let let the little kids come to me. Suffer the little children. He, he was talking and saying, let little kids come to me. But it was also about orphans. Is about kids that don't have the connection of father. It, even back then, whether it was through death, you know, again, you're, you're, you're talking about a whole different, whole different um, set of circumstances yeah. in biblical time. Um, and so, you know, at any given moment, especially in the Roman world where, you know, where Jesus is present, um, you know, you mess up and, um, and, you know, they would crucify a bunch of people, the Romans would, and stick them along the street to be, you know, put them up on, on, uh, poles and let them be examples. You know, this is what will happen to you. So imagine a man does that, the kids that are left. And, you know, when we talk about fatherhood. And in and, and the, the fatherhood in a community and in church, especially, um, or, or in community or whatever, how important it is that dads back up dads. Yeah. Right? 
And so, you know, you've worked with me in Royal Rangers, and so you know, <laughs> like on Wednesday nights, Get your you know, stripes. yeah, this past Wednesday we had like, I think we had close to 20 boys in there. Wow. And, um, and you lived. And we lived. <laughs> and we survived. It was me and Romel, and we're in there. But, but every boy is different. And yeah. there, are, there are boys that walk in there that have, that have fathers. And there are boys that walk in there that do not have fathers. And one of the things that, especially, you know, working with kids my entire ministry, um, and I don't ever want to get out of that. I want at some level to be connected to, mm-hmm. to young people, whether it's, you know, young adults or, or teenagers or, you know, um, kids, whatever that is, um, because it's such an important thing to me. But, but I look at these young boys and I say, you know, the ones that don't have dads in my head, I'm like, okay, my sons are friends with them. So, so this summer, um, this summer, I'm going to make it fun and just be like, hey, why don't you invite, why don't you invite them? Let's go fishing, right? And it's to hang out with my boys, but it's so intentional to say, I, I want them to experience a dad yeah. taking them fishing, right? Um, for the boys that have fathers, I'll talk to their dads and I'll tell them how, how good their boys are doing, mm-hmm. right? I want you to know that I'm proud of your son. Mm-hmm. And I want you to be proud of them. For boys that I see that maybe need different attention, I'll go to the dad or I'll, I'll go to the mom and I'll say, hey, I've noticed this. Help me understand how you, you handle this so that, so that I can back you up. Yeah. Right? So that I can be, so that when they walk in, they don't just see Commander Scott or Pastor Scott. They see, they see a leader that cares enough about them to pay attention to, yeah. to the depth of their heart and, and things maybe that they need. And, um, and I think we need that as, as men, we need to do that in taking, taking up a, a, a level of fatherhood um, that is training up and pouring into to children, whether we do that in the community, you know, coaching a football or, or soccer or baseball or just doing a pickup basketball game and just being a male presence in kids' lives in a society where, you know, just a huge number of kids are not experiencing that. Yeah. It's so important. And again, I'm, I'm speaking on it from a spiritual level. Um, and so I know we've spent a lot of time talking about this, but I feel like this is something we, Very important. we miss is it's it's more than just the physiological and the natural thing of a of a man being present in your life because a man being present in your life can be can be bad too you get the wrong guy in your life it's you know and we've heard many stories where that happens i'm sure it's it's that spiritual sense where i'm connected to god and i'm doing what god has called me to do so i can connect my children to the father as well I always had this picture in my head whenever I think of a church. I think of pillars. Mm-hmm. And I think of men, women, and children. Mm-hmm. And I say to myself, if one of those pillars isn't really strong or not there, how are you going to hold up the church then? Mm-hmm. You know, we need all of them working in concert with one another. You know, just it, it, it's like architecture. You know, you can't have a part of the structure that's weak, you know, or else everything crumbles. Mm-hmm. We need to have everything. And that's why it's that's why we have men's ministries because we we want to train up men empower men we want them to continue the things that we're talking about today and we want that to translate and spread Mm. you know and like you said that's how that's how you create global change Mm. you know um that's how you become you know an agent of change actually Mm. i think that's all on some level what you know what men want to do we want to be agents of change we want to be able to say i you know I, I made a difference. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more important than when you're a father. That is where you can make the most difference. Mm-hmm. You're making it, you're making the difference in your children's lives, in your wives' lives, in your community lives. Even if you're not, like you said, in the in the in the sense of traditional father, other kids might see you as a father figure. Mm-hmm. So that role is, you know, like I said, that translates into different situations, different settings, everything. Mm. And I think that's why it's important that we, 
you know, we talk about that. Mm. And I know, understand for some people, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a sore subject because, like you said, they might not have fathers in their life. But mm-hmm. don't focus on the things that you didn't have. Focus on the things that you could do with that experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I always tell that to my kids whenever they have, you know, a story that's disheartening or something. I say, you know, I, I always tell them, use that experience for a purpose, you know. If you've had a history of, you know, abuse or whatever, you know, maybe you could help people who are hurting, mm-hmm. you know. Um, especially the kids I work with, you know, some, some have behavioral issues. I'm like, you should be a teacher someday. Mm-hmm. I said, because then you can identify with the kids that are having your issues and you mm-hmm. can reach them and change their lives, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's, that's the best way to make a bad situation into a good situation, I guess. So mm-hmm. we should just think about that as, as fathers, you know, like... You're, you don't have this little, this little speck of the world that you are in control of. You know, you, you could translate into other areas of the world and affect other people just by, just by your behavior, really. People seeing what you do, you know, seeing how you treat your kids, you know. I always, I, I always say, you know, like, sometimes when I see how a father acts with his son, and I see that caring, I say to myself, am I that caring with my kid? You know, and if I'm not, maybe I need to change. Mm. And then I get convicted, you know. But that's good, because you can't, get, you can't change unless you know that there's a problem. Mm. So I think, like I said, you know, today we're talking about, like, roles of fatherhood. And I think we pretty much talked about the major roles, you know, mm-hmm. from, from a, from a biblical, biblical standpoint. But, you know, it's important to always kind of review these things and go over these things and say to yourself am i doing am i doing that am i being loving um like pastor scott was saying you know it's not just in the material world it's in the spiritual sense too am i am i emulating what god the father is doing for us in our lives and yes that's a high you know that's a high totem you know to look at a very high you know um kind of line above your head you're probably saying like how am I ever going to be like that but that's what we have to try to strive for as best as we can you know and just get better and better every day mm. that's what we have to do yeah and I think we want to do that too because if we don't it then we're just we're just like the dads in media yeah. you know we're like you know Homer Simpson or whatever <laughs> whatever the yeah whatever the model father is today in media that's what you've become then you've You've yeah. given up your responsibility for, you know, a lesser one, I would say. Yeah. By emulating those characters. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the, the enemy wants to diminish and even make foolish the role of fatherhood. Mm-hmm. You know, you just brought up Homer Simpson, <laughs> you, know, you know, and I know that's a cartoon, but, but look at TV shows and how when a dad is present, how he's portrayed. Yeah. Right, goofball. he's like a goofball, yeah. you know, worthless. I stand outside and I, you know, all I do is stand out, you know, with a t-shirt that comes up over my belly button, and you know, I mumble and I drink a beer, and you know, I, I fumble my words. I'm, you know, silly or I'm angry or I'm frustrated or I'm, you know, I'm always drunk or you mm-hmm. know, whatever. It's, it's, uh, you know, it makes manhood look like that's a horrible thing to be. It cheapens it really. It, yeah. It really does, you know, and and it's not. It's so important. Mm-hmm. I got so much to say, but we don't have time. Right. So we Mouth have to you. come back. You don't have enough this. coffee. <laughs> I don't have, you need no, more. I've had plenty of coffee. That's probably, <laughs> that's probably why I'm I'm talking so much. That's all right. But um, so I mean, yeah, I'm I I love talking about this topic because it's something that's personal. Right. And but like I said, it's you know it's something that we all should be vested in. Um, with men in general. Yeah. It's just understanding what fatherhood really means. Yeah. And I think to kind of kind of broaden the scope or spectrum, and we'll bring it full circle and we can just touch on this, but this is why, like you brought it up, men's ministry is so important um, because there are men that did not grow up with fathers. Yeah. You know, you just shared, you did not grow up with a father. So it's important with that that idea of iron sharpening iron, and I know that that can be dangerous uh, in the wrong hands, but, but um, you know, get around, get around men who are fathers, right? And 
I want to I want to know how to be a better dad. Get around, read books, right? Pay attention to to you know to podcasts or to uh, other information about fatherhood, mm-hmm. right? Make it a matter of importance, um, and the the, the discipleship um, process is that it's not just learning the word and becoming strong spiritually it's being well-rounded in in the things of god and um having fun going out and just you know go camping go you know play volleyball kick kick a soccer ball you know throw a frisbee launch you can't a be rocket. a soccer dad you don't have to just be a soccer mom right yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying play video games whatever it is but connect on a level um you know that's that's connecting your kids hearts but but also growing yours yeah and um you know there's no perfect dad the only perfect one is is god and um but we can we can seek to be better yeah so we will be better stronger faster yeah. <laughs> at the bionic man yes <laughs> um so i hope everyone watching and listening today like i said for the most part understands the importance of the role of being a godly father um, so that's basically what we talked about. Now we're going to probably expand on that a little bit more when we have our in-person study, but mm-hmm. for the moment we wanted to touch on this because like Pastor Scott said, it's a very important topic. Um, all right, so we're going to end for today, uh, end in prayer. Um, like I said, as always, be sure to hit us up when we have our in-person study. The next one will be March 5th, I believe. So please come in for our men's breakfast at that time at 9 o'clock. We hope to see you. All right. <clears throat> Dear Lord, thank you so much today for bringing us this message, this important message about our responsibility as men in being fathers, Lord. Um, Thank you so much, Lord, for just emphasizing our need and our worth in this world as fathers and for giving us the ideal of what a earthly father would be because you, Lord, you are our father. Yeah. You're our father in the spiritual realm. You are the ultimate model that we should look to, not to be discouraged, but to be encouraged. Lord, please help us moving forward, keeping us solid, keeping us consistent in our roles and responsibilities in a world that would otherwise dilute those levels of responsibilities and those and those roles, Lord. So thank you so much for bringing us this message today of hope and of joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, take care, everybody, and we hope to see you next time. All right, we'll see you guys.